This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Now it's time to expand your horizons with your hosts Colin and Stu, who will introduce you to new music, films, books and places on Plains FM 96.9. On expanding horizons on planes of 96.9. And it's the usual chaos. It is the usual chaos, and even more so. You sound good through mine. Oh, yeah. thanks. You yeah. never sounded good through anyone, so don't say that. Right. Maybe mine's broken. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason why you necessarily like a song. It's just, it just is. You just do. It just talks to you. Yeah. So I said to my mum, I really want to play guitar, I want to learn how to play guitar, I want to be like Bruce Springsteen or whoever, someone I saw live. Um, oh, have you seen Bruce live? On the TV. Oh. <laughs> I need to film you guys, put it on like live on my social media. <laughs> Especially like the in-between moments. Yeah, the in-between moments. That's what we do. Yeah, all we do is bicker. All the in-between moments are the best parts, aren't <laughs> Heaps of room for groupies, <laughs> roadies. Not referring to you guys, just anyone. Yeah, I've gone, I've blushed. I'm all blushed now. <laughs> Expanding Horizons. <laughs> And kia ora and good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. My name's Stu and I'm super glad that you've joined us again today. It's a little bit grey and overcast and cold and icy cold in Christchurch. It's windy, windy, yeah. It is. And that voice you hear is Colin. He's here. How's things, Stu? Yeah, pretty good. Tanakwe. <laughs> oh, how are you today? You yeah, good? Good. Kapai. Kapai. You're Kapai today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. And these headphones are cutting out, in and out. No, that's the best way to Just listen the to the show. Drama. I'll have to turn it up. I'll have Do to it. turn it up now. Turn They're up. not there at all. Uh, yeah, so we're back. And last week on the show, we did some hot rodding. Hot rodding, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can get on to planesfm.org.nz and um, look up Expanding Horizons and our hot rodding show, songs about people driving cars, driving them fast. Hmm. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Lots of good music. Now, we've got a special show today. We're quite privileged, aren't we? Because we've got Mm. a director-producer going to be calling in shortly, Peter Day. He's in his car at the moment. (laughs) Outside Media Works. Outside Media Works. In Auckland. In Auckland. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would suck. (laughs) Imagine getting there. And um, we're going to talk about his new documentary film, Off the Rails. Which is great to It is great. And it's going to be at the Dock Edge Festival, um, which is up and down the country, but at the Silky Otter here in Christchurch. Yeah. So we're going to talk to him about what that's all about, and he's going to be calling in shortly. And we're also going to do some tracks today from um, other famous music documentaries. Mm. So there's there's a few of these that we're going to do. So we'll, we'll kick one off because the, these gonna, he's going to call up, isn't yep. he? And we'll, we'll, any second now. Any second now, and we'll get him online uh, yep. for all of that. So um, let's do this one just to kick things off. 
a, one, a great documentary is the Amy Winehouse documentary, Amy. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's great. It is. Sad. So lots and lots of footage uh, of her in that, and it is quite a sad documentary. So mm. we'll, we'll start with uh, a track from that documentary, which is Stronger Than Me, and you're on Expanding Horizons. Just to be stronger than me You've been here seven years longer than me Don't you know you're supposed to be the man Now pale in comparison to who you think I am You always want to talk it through I don't care I always have to comfort you Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. 
All right, then, that was uh, Amy Winehouse with Stronger Than Me from her documentary, Amy, and we're going to do a little bit of that today. We're going to play some uh, music from some documentaries about bands and artists and, and things like that, and we're going to talk to Peter Day, who we have on the line now. How's it going, Peter? I'm well, thank you. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. That pause made me very <laughs> uncomfortable, Pete. I just <laughs> no, say, that, you that, can't be doing that. That's excellent work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I like that dramatic stuff. That's, <laughs> that, that's perfect. So we're here, we're going to have a chat about your um, new film, Off the Rails, which is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Good job. Oh, thank you. Thanks very <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, so we're we managed to watch it. Yeah, yeah, we did manage to watch it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ali, Ali. Ali? Sent us, sent us through so we could yeah, watch it. Link. Yeah. yeah. So I, I watched it uh, this morning while I was on my treadmill. So I spent <laughs> about 90 minutes on the treadmill watching it, which was good. He's broken his treadmill <laughs> by trying to jump off it, <laughs> yeah. doing forward flips and everything. you you, you got to be careful on treadmills. Yeah, you, know, you do. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much to upset your balance <laughs> at all. So anyway, the um, I was thinking. Oh, we've been talking a lot about this film uh, when we went and got some coffees. But the the hook of this film is 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 really to get people into it. Um, is about Ricky and Aiden, right? And they're two working class teenagers, and they're really likable rogues. I would I would say, and their viral YouTube uh, parkour um, efforts that they do, and ultimately they're train surfing. But I suppose, like any any good documentary, it's far more layered than that. And um, I guess our opening question really is, how did you get involved in this story? Well, I've seen, uh, like lots of people, I've seen those extreme urban um, events that they do uh, online, and I sort of consume them on my phone, and I used to get sweaty palms just watching it. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought, wow, imagine if you could put that on a big screen, how cool would that be? Right. And I went about... And moreover, I also thought you tend to just watch one over and over again and the sort of abstract idea you might see one do a fail and and hurt themselves. Mm. You don't have any emotional investment in these guys. So that was a double, another thing I thought it would be even more profound if you found some guys who A, did it and B, you could follow them and then you invested your time or your emotions in them. And and those are the two motivations that, that I had. And, and I went about basically pursuing uh, Brumen. They had a, they were only seventeen at the time, mm. and they just did not want to know about me. I was about to ask, were they were they up for it straight away, or no. did you have to really ask no. them? About, yeah, no. They they basically said, I'm not going to swear on radio, but they said, if you, uh, we've got our own audience, <laughs> we control our own message, we don't need you. Uh, helping us and at the time I had some an interest from the BBC and normally you know you, you mention BBC to people and the doors fly open yeah but not in this case well, they don't strike me as the kind of chaps who are really concerned about the establishment to do with media or anything right no no they're, they're anti-authoritarian um well, they may not say that but they were and you know, it's just that's the other side that fascinated me. They're Generation Z, and they had, you know, literally been told they're not going to amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the school system in Britain failed them. They were um, what's known as neeps in, in Britain, not an education, um, employment, or training. And 
they're a big, you know, the kind of a lump and problem from the British state's point of view. But these guys were incredibly creative. They were, you know, they were, the, first of all, their training is amazing, but the way they produce their videos. Yeah, they're very they, knowledgeable, aren't they, about the yeah. use of the media, creating yeah. the videos, you know, when you see them editing them. And, yeah. um, but also, they're very savvy about their audience, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're like little producers. Mm. And, and, and to a degree, they were right. They didn't need me. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I think, I think their parents kind of helped push it, push, push it. You know, the, the parents really keyed into the idea of doing it. Right. Um, and they were really helpful for me. Uh, and also, uh, my, I, I'd like to think some of the material I've, I've worked on in the past that they might have had a look at and yeah. they could see I was going to be sympathetic. Right. Or, yeah. I just, um, I was going to say, you know, their parkour, they are supreme athletes, really, aren't they? And um, in any other kind of field of, you know, socially acceptable sport, they might be very good athletes and professionals. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they could play football, and they seem oh. to have, they, they've got the... You know, they've they've got some vertical leap, they've got the speed, they've got all these things, but they just they choose to do it in a kind of in a way that maybe a large part of society deems inappropriate. That's that's right. And at the time when I met them, the uh, British Institute of Sport had just recognised parkour as a sport, <laughs> and the gymna- the British gymnastics division or whatever they're called tried to take over parkour you know because obviously they're hemorrhaging kids and mm. kids are doing parkour right so there's a movement to you know how does the olympic committee and like how do we get young people to watch the olympic games and the modern pentathlon isn't really what ricky and aiden are going to watch right yeah so they need a new sport and these guys were really opposed to any of that they just didn't want blue blazers anywhere near them with clipboards (laughs) I was just going to say you know Peter um, it it strikes me a lot like um, skateboarding or maybe street BMX you know they have their own set of rules their own set of conditions and they don't need some external people who don't even do the sport you know stuffed shirts especially in Britain right the um, hierarchy coming around to, to their where they live telling them what to do oh you've got to wear this you've got to do that you can't mm-hmm. do do you know what I'm saying like yeah, no no you, absolutely you're, you're on the money and you know I, I, I this is one of the things that I related to because I was a I was a surfer right <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know I grew up in Gisborne and it was not socially acceptable to spend all your time bunking school to go surfing yeah so nowadays of course it is and it's it's a career path and all that. Mm. So as as the skateboarding. Um, so these guys are at a cusp at a moment where where their 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 pastime is becoming a commodified sport, and they're not particularly interested in that. Yeah. Uh, but they are interested in, in parkour as a expression for their mental health. And Stu and I were talking about you know the the need once they start videoing it. Um, the need to keep making everything more and more extreme to keep the viewers you were, you were saying mm. this to me before Stu weren't you mm. it's like a, a spiral isn't it 
you know they to, to get more and more views you have to go more and more extreme in what they do and i guess the the most extreme part of that i guess is train surfing right that's exactly right and if you like they were they're aware of this yep. um mm. they get the uh, dopamine hit and the initial adrenaline of doing the stunt and then they get a secondary dopamine hit when they post it online and they get all those likes coming in yeah yeah and it's it's pretty seductive when when you've been through your school and nobody's complimented you for anything you've ever done you're always you know disruptive you're not attentive you're missing your ruler or whatever the, it is right. and then suddenly there's all your peer group from around they the world all, right we're all around the world yep. so they can you know they would go they would tell their mums they're going down to Brighton to go you know doing an overnight staying with some mates in reality they're going to Berlin yeah and mm. they're sleeping on people's sofa surfing I walk you know I walk down the main drag you know in Shoreditch in East London and they're getting like mobbed right and yeah to, to be fair most of the people are under 25 who are recognising them yeah but no. there's a currency to that and again it, they understood that the more reckless things they did perversely the more mm. hits they got and in the scene where they where they do the train surfing in Paris yeah um I tried to ex to ex expose that kind of contradiction from mainstream media they suck up to them please can we have your content you're, yeah. you're awesome mm. but when they publish it they take a moral position that it's really naughty and bad yeah we were talking about this too. You also expose uh, reasonably subtly the hypocrisy of YouTube in terms of cancelling their channel. Mm. Um, yet, you know, YouTube would have would have made a lot of money from the fact that they were um, th those videos that, were on there. Is, is that Colin? They don't. They no, don't. Stu. Stu, sorry, yeah. me, mate. They don't. Um, they don't take your content down. Mm. They keep your content. They just keep the money. Yeah. They don't give you the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. Which mm. is even more reprehensible. Mm. Then you have to mm. take it down, if you mm. follow. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you, Pete, when they went to Wales, and they were looking at that bridge, <laughs> and, you know, I'm only watching it on a small screen on my lap. Oh, I had to lay down. <laughs> I could not. It was too high for me, you know? Like, um, I, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, the people who are looking at them, they're saying I, I imagine they're saying to them look you know we're braver than you and we're better than you you know those the people walking past tut tutting them in the street it reminded me of of like punk rock you know where mm, people would be walking punk. with spiky hair and these old <coughs> grannies would be going oh look at you it's like the end it's the downfall of British society because you've got spiky hair and these <laughs> blokes are going yeah, two fingers up to you because I can jump from here to here and you can never yeah. do it yeah and, and there's, a, there's something to be proud of that's right. Uh, there. There's some mana in that, right? Oh yeah, and I've got. You can tell. I, I hope you can tell when you watch the film when you're talking to me. Mm. I just love these guys. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, they really make me feel positive about youth culture generally because it reinvents itself in mm. new ways all the time, and that's a really exciting phenomenon for me. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I, look, I can't climb the ladder, mate. I'm, I'm <laughs> you don't want to put me in a gondola on the mess. I know when they're, and uh, you know they're climbing the outside of one of those television towers or whatever, and 
it's windy as all, all hell, isn't it? And they're holding the f- the camera in one hand and holding on with it. I'm like, Oof. you know, yeah, that, you, you know, they survive. But oh my gosh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So that point of view, uh, I really want people to come. To, it's at, I think it's, it's playing in crisis. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do a Q and A afterwards at the Silky Otter. Mm. I think it's on six, Sunday at six. Is it? I think. Yeah, yeah. Twenty sixth of June. Yeah, yeah. Just put a plug in there, guys. No, yeah, no, no. It's great. We're, do we're, it. We're going to do it anyway. We've yeah. done it oh, once. Do, we've, do it as well. Yeah, we, we, really we, we did it at the top of the show as well. Uh, yeah, so, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, I had hoped that the film would have a mental health uh, impact campaign, where the boys would become like mental health ambassadors, mm. who would be able to talk about the, the sort of not so much the trauma of the death of their friend because that's a bit of an outlier, mm. but more the sense of compulsion that you have to authenticate yourself online right yeah that, yeah. that Instagram makes you want to uh, record things and you, you, you you're sort of enthralled to it mm. there's that you know that you, you don't need to lead your life like that and there's all the pressures that come around from that you can particularly with Aiden I was very mm. interested which one of them had the bedroom with all the artwork on it Aiden Aiden, Aiden. I was very interested in his you know, like the the connection to like he had a load of Buddhist iconography there, and on the walls, and he had a Buddhist bust, and he had Tibetan prayer flags. I was very interested in that whole how that fitted into, you know, like suburban kind of rundown Britain. You know, yeah, but it's to do with it. You, you, you're just because you're in a poor environment doesn't mean you haven't got an inquiring mind. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that 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 the, the school just didn't didn't cater for the way you know, he's he's pretty dyslexic and he was homeschooled till he was 12 I mean there's so much stuff that you can't put in as it is I'm thinking God I've, I've put too much stuff in <laughs> no. um, you know but he yeah he he was into it and and he probably smokes a lot of weed and thinks about things <laughs> yeah I was just gonna I mean, say when you're 16 you do that don't you oh yeah that's right yeah I was just yeah. going to say it was very good, Pete. And you put the little love interest bit in there as well. <laughs> Don't yeah, <laughs> thank you. Because you know it was getting a bit too testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of softened out the screen a bit, did it? And and Amber, we, we you know I had hoped that that love affair would go on for a while. And what I liked about Ricky was really honest about it. And I, look, I can't be like that. Even it's very difficult to do for me to be as open about that in my own private life. But he, yeah. I thought he was really. You know, it's commendable that he he, he expressed how bereft yeah. he feels when she leaves him. Yeah. You know, and I try. You know, it's hard. Again, I tried to get in there. Isn't you know the one on the level of it? You've got this adrenaline skin, but it's covering a mental health heart. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just I'm just looking at the tick of the clock, and mm-hmm. um, we might. Pete, do you do you need to to push on and go elsewhere, or can you hang around for a little bit longer if we play a song and then come back to you? I can come back. My, my little mini car is, is fogging up. I've just got to go back over the bridge. I'll just sit here and wait for you. Do you want to wait another four minutes? Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll play a song. We'll play a song we'll, and we'll then do a quick one. We'll do a quick one and then we'll come back to you. Hey. Okay. Cheers. All, all right. right. That'll be good. You, you're gonna leave me on hold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do all that. We, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> if it goes dead, it's all me. It's Colin's fault. That, that's right. <laughs> what are you going to play? Cheers, 
Yeah, well, so um, another documentary that's come out was The Summer of Soul, so we'll just play a little sly in the family so- stone with uh, everyday people. Mm-hmm. And you're on Expanding Horizons. Offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. <laughs> you good, Cole? You turned yeah. the wrong microphone on. And talk to me that's, about it. That's all right. So you're on Expanding Horizons with Stu and Cole, and we've got Peter Day on the phone as well. We'll get back to him shortly. And that was Sly and the Family Stone with Everyday People from the documentary Summer of Salt. And we're talking to Peter today about his documentary, producer, director of of Off the Rails. Showing at the Silky Otter. Showing at the Silky Otter on the 26th of June, part of the Dock Edge Festival. Um, so that's the Silky Otter, which is in Wigram. Wigram, yeah. Um, and there's a Q&A session after the screening of the film, which is which would be fascinating as well. Yeah, Pete will be there. Yeah, which is great. He's, and hopefully you're still here <laughs> with us, Pete, is that right? I'm, I'm listening avidly. I'm hanging on every <laughs> Thank you. You can do a documentary yeah. about two old blokes and their, and their um, amateur radio show if you want. <laughs> if you want to ruin your career. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking layers earlier. There's plenty of layers there. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I, th- I think you did a great job of, and I'm just really wondering because I dabble in filmmaking myself. How <laughs> he had to drop that in, Pete. He had to drop it in. Just he's going he's gonna to get me and give me a couple of pictures. No, after. no, yeah. no. I'd never do that. I'm too insecure for that. Um, the I thought you struck a really good balance 
uh, again, I want to know how conscious you are of this because some people watching this film uh, through a lens might be like, oh, that's just so cool what they're doing and, and be influenced by that. So was this conscious balance between this is so cool to uh, compared to the kind of um, dangers and, and downside of everything that they're doing? Were you aware of that, uh, of making that balance? Yeah, because what I wanted to show, uh, well, obviously, train surfing is dangerous, mm. you know. Read it, read the label. Yeah. <laughs> the, those <laughs> opening drone shots, though, are just, <laughs> it makes it look great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I also wanted to, the contradiction. Mm. Here are these blokes who've been told they're never going to own anything. Yeah. They're never going to amount to anything. So how do they take their revenge? They cast themselves as kind of Batman, and in the in the city is their set, and they they use the buildings as these kind of backdrops to right. their own little movies and moving trains. There's, they do they used to do bus surfing, but you know there's only so much room. Mm. So in one level of it, it becomes um, from an image point of view, it's seductive. But as the film unwinds, you see that they're a hair's breadth away from topping, you know, killing themselves. Yeah. Because it's too random. Mm-hmm. As you know, as you mm-hmm. know, I don't want to give away the film too much. No, but, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But but that was my conscious decision. Is, is yeah, you got to, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I'm a film producer. I got to get people in. Mm-hmm. I got to get bums on seats. Yep. <laughs> so you start with something really startling and amazing, and then you unpack it and I didn't want to kill it off with British Transport Police saying it's really dangerous we've had 17 (laughs) incidents of people or or a psychologist saying the thing about these lads is they come from broken homes I wanted to make you feel that you're in their lives Mm. and the excitement of being 17 or 18 whatever the age is these are the ideas that were sort of in my mind and, and trying you know trying to work it at the same time I've got to worry about the ethics of what I'm doing mm. yeah it's a fine and, line and, yeah, and, yeah and you know and probably if I'd had if the BBC were commissioning the film probably they wouldn't have agreed a lot of the material in it yeah sure well, I mean the observational nature of the of your film um, you know you, you achieved that and I, I felt like I was part of their lives uh, so well, that's a great compliment. I, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah the opening scene, you know... Well, had to, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Carl, I was just saying, it had to be their story. Mm. It had to be their story, right? Yeah. 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 I was going to say, the opening scene, you know, where they're running, they're running in, onto the train, and then, oh, to be honest with you, I look, uh, when they climbed on the top and then you showed, the, you know, the drone shot from the top, I thought, is there a spider shape on the top of that drone? That's why it looked to me anyway. Right. I thought, but um, that'd be great to see on the big screen, though, Cole. It would be right. Yeah. yeah. And I was just going to say, um, people people who are going need to um, hold on to grip to those <laughs> to the um, armrests very tightly because there's some scenes in there where I would have been, you know, grip, gripping on tightly. Hey, but um, yeah, that that running kind of that running through the city. I, I you know the bit where they jump off the train into the water. Well, is that in Paris, I think? Or No, no, that's in, that's in uh, Docklands in um, oh, London. East London. Yeah, right. I was like... The Canary Wharf. Yeah. Um, and then they yeah. they swim out, they swim out, <laughs> and he's going, quick, quick, get out, get out. And he's, yeah. he's legging so, it with the shirt over his... Yeah, uh, yeah. He's soaking and, wet. And the, the cameraman says the, 
the policeman's cameras said they're just pants and <laughs> what they're doing is they're following the wet footsteps of Ricky yeah right. it's real PC plug stuff <laughs> <laughs> now another thing I, I think I picked up at some stage so how were you impacted by COVID with the making of this film so so what happened was we were all basically locked down all around the world mm. and um, we we'd shot most of the film in 2019 and so in early 2020 when we when the world went into lockdown me and rob one of the um producers he's also the editor he and i i just said to him let's just start cutting it because we don't know how long this is going to last and we've got enough material to at least begin the beginning of it and so that's what we did and um and he was in amsterdam and i was in london Sorry, I was in Auckland, and my and I've got a company. I've, I've just come to New Zealand, literally just arrived in New Zealand, in late 2019, and I still had a firm in, in in North London. So I had my colleague Rishi there, and another producer was in, in Scotland. So we all grouped together, and I would edit overnight. Sorry, I would edit through the day, writing up scenes I wanted, and then Rob would edit them at night, my night, his daytime and he'd send me what he'd done and then it would go like that right. and and it was really it was it, 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 you know you, you have to in all forms of filmmaking and I guess in all endeavours you just have to work with what you got mm. and that's what we did and it worked out okay so the film was post-produced in Scotland and edited in, it in uh, Amsterdam <clears throat> No, <laughs> I thought Stu was going to ask. You know what happens, Pete? Whenever when you're a duo and you're about to ask a question, and then Stu jumps in, I'm going. Yeah, so you, you want to get me with my wife? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're the on-air old married couple. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was going to say to you as well. The um, you know, the character. You're not going to spoil too much, are you, Cole? No, I'm not going to spoil it at all. <laughs> the character that struck me was the father. <laughs> that beard, I'm telling you, <laughs> when I saw that, it stuck in my head, man. I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, that is one blue beard. Yeah, and Alan, Alan um, had been a grenadier guard. Really? Yeah, and then he cashed, he got out of the guards, and then he decided that he was sick of being told what to do. Mm. So he wouldn't, and he decided never to tell his son what to do. Right. right. I'm paraphrasing here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. again, I, they homeschooled him for a long time. Right. Aiden, I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and so Aiden's got this, as I said, he's got an anti authoritarian streak to him. And he's a really charming man. Um, but his dad is a super charming bloke. And that was really difficult for, you know, what we call the rules scene. That was a big, hard for Alan to do that. He's conflict averse. Right, and and he, he he's getting to his wits' end with his son. Mm. Yeah, you know. Um, so he tried. He tried. He tried tough love. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sometimes they're gone by then, aren't they? Gone by then. Well, you know, he, he he's Aiden's come back. You know, Aiden's on a journey. They're both from Jersey young, but they, but he's he's got a pretty good, reasonable job. He, he's he's doing fine um, but yeah it was, it was touch and go when we were doing the film mm. it struck me you know when you know when you see the videos of those 
all of the kids you know the ones at the start as well um, yeah. hanging on different things you know like they're only young 15 aren't they or thereabouts yeah, 14, 15, so 14 15 and um they just in their eyes you can see that they've lived a lot more than that do you know what i'm saying yes um, and um just the way they are with each other and I, I it gave me a sense that they had their family you know like that whole i have nothing but with the, with these other people and this my physicality my ability to do physical things really well i have something about myself right and yeah. they, they had that family within each other and you, i just looked at them and thought these are wild child these are lost boys in some ways you know yeah i, I, I they they are or were and then you know they get they got together and they found themselves and ricky says at the top of the film I'm, I, it's all about trying to find a group that i can belong to mm. and i think that's that's all of us isn't it we're yeah. all trying to find a a tribe uh, that we belong to absolutely and that those guys found it as you quite correctly say through physicality and and their ability to organize themselves in terms of filming it and posting it online and building an audience these are really you know these are you go to university to learn some of this stuff mm. that they they taught themselves and credit to them yeah and yeah. I, I always joke that if all the amount of practice 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 they do imagine if they learnt their French irregular verbs <laughs> 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 yeah awesome awesome algebra maybe huh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean you know I, I, as I said I, I hope that 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 they from the film they get the the self-confidence to be as i said mental health ambassadors mm. with the film or move more formally into into digital storytelling yeah because they've got these native skills uh but then you know i guess a lot of kids have that that's that's kind of evolutionary isn't it i i struggle with tech 18 year old boys no problem mm. it's kind of evolution no it's they've been exposed to it haven't they you yeah, it's been in their been in their DNA for a long time, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now, Peter, we have had you for an extra amount of time today, and um, we're going to um, play a little bit of music right now, and um, we're going to thank you very much for all of your time in your little mini. And uh, <laughs> just so the readers know, Peter got sent to the wrong place. <laughs> Ended up there, somewhat bewildered, I'm guessing. And um, but but we um, thank you for your. Um, yeah, tenacity by hanging in there <laughs> with us <laughs> and um yeah so the silky otter yeah july did you say june 26th june 26th june yep. 26th is a sunday yeah it's in other places up and down the country as well yep. during the the dock and, and, and i guess they just buy the tickets at the silky otter yeah you can get them online yeah go, go online and secure your tickets yeah so and hang, hang around after for q a with peter yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah and hope, hopefully, are you guys man, if you guys can go, make yourself known, and uh, and uh, we'll have another chat. It'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Yeah, Thanks very much, Peter. For everything. It's been great. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Ciao. All right, bye. All right, Stu, and um, we've got a track. We've got a track up yeah, your sleeve. So, what do you got? Um, I mean, those guys. It was kind of a once in a lifetime experience, wasn't it? So oh, let's yeah. do some talking heads. All right, all right. From stop making sense. <laughs> Living in a shotgun shack And you may find yourself In an 
find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get
Cause I'm tired of these scenes For a blue coin Won't you bring back All those colors to my dreams Silver magic ships You carry Jumpers Coke Sweet Mary Black hole Silver magic ships You carry Jumpers, Coke Sweet Mary Jane Sugar man You're the answer That makes my questions Disappear Sugar man Cause I'm weary Yes, we have all of that here. Thanks, Jordan, for doing in that. In spades. In spades, especially the nonsense, right? Especially the nonsense. <laughs> but but Pete, he was very sharp ah, and on the job, right? 
He was great. Wasn't Inspirational. He? Definitely get down and watch that movie. Yeah, it'll be fantastic on the big screen. If you've got a fear of heights, do okay. not watch it. <laughs> watch it with one with your with your hands over your eyes yeah. and looking through your fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Fi- I don't really like heights. I didn't find it too bad. I was just. Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, I think it was the old man in me to begin with. Was like, this is dangerous. These kids doing this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. No respect for anybody. I forgot to mention this to Peter, and you and I were talking about this off air. But I, I often think, you know, um, people go, "Oh, remember the old days when people mm. kids used to climb trees and fall out of trees and break their leg?" Yeah. Well, that was all all right. Play now, play ball rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's no trees, no. so kids climb buildings. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's and right. fall out of buildings and yeah, hurt and yeah, break their legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it was probably all right because it was trees in those days. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day, it was yeah, okay. It's okay. It's because of the baggy trousers that they wear, baggy, baggy tracks. And the fact that they just don't care what you think. <laughs> no, that's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very punk, isn't it? it, it, I, it that's it, what I thought watching it. It's yeah. very punk. I, I was thinking to myself, you know, they do parkour. Mm. Um, 20 years ago, they might have picked up an electric guitar and bashed out a few songs and mm. be, become a punk band. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, or, you know, like we said on there, skating, mm. skateboarding or yeah. BMX or something, right. you know, mm. doing some tricks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I was going to say to you, Stu, that I'd never, I never watched the end of the Pistol documentary series thing, mm-hmm. right? But I was going to say, like Vivian Westwood, right? In that, I mean, it, people probably need to be mindful. I mean, she was made a dame, right, mm. for her contribution to to fashion. That in that time, in the late seventies, they would have lynched her if there was public lynching allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, all those people are like, oh, it's the end of British society, you know, like common decencies out the window. Who do these people think they are? Not looking like us. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And if you were sixteen, seventeen in those days, and you had blue hair, they would have run you out of town. Mm. If you were sixty or seventy, <laughs> yeah. and you had a blue rinse, <laughs> you were okay, right? Like Ellen. <laughs> Yeah, so we're not... We blue rinse through his beard. Yeah, that's right. And um, Just go to see that. <laughs> yeah. So I just, you know, I, I, you know, I think, you know, um, Vivian Westwood, this is how people just become... Oh, I, I, I don't know what, what happens, you know, over time. They're like, oh, she's all right, really. Mm. But in those days, mm. they would have been all over her action, yeah, right? that's right. And they would have not had anything to do with her. Yeah. Queen obviously made her a dame, didn't mm, she? Mm. Or whatever she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think Vivian Westwood's alive anymore, but, you know, so, it just yeah. goes to show you, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, all the shock and awe of mm. all these young kids don't even care what we think. No. <laughs> you know? I remember my mum saying to, to me that, um, I probably was too close to the mic then, sorry people, I'm not shouting, that when she was a child, she'd go and visit her grandmother, that she'd just have to sit in the room and not speak. Right. Yeah, fun. You know, that great, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we should all do with kids. They yeah. shouldn't be allowed to talk, yeah. you know? I used to go visit my grandparents. They'd give me sherry to drink. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. As yes. much cake and biscuits as I could stuff down my throat. Yeah, yeah. They always had a tin of, tin of biscuits or a tin of sweets mm. somewhere mm. around. Give one of those to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used, yeah. To, I used to go after school every week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the man I am today, Colin. Because once you're a little bit older... Mm. like that age you can be rebellious because yeah. people just look at you and go oh isn't it funny when a when an old grandma's a bit rebellious <laughs> yeah, just like right. in the, in the tv show um many moons ago when i was a kid in england um met or mickey which is really interesting right because it, it was late 70s i don't know if you know it yeah I do. Well, that, yeah, a big metal robot yeah, it was like Metal Mickey. That's Wasn't it. it yeah, like that? that was it. That was exactly it. Yeah, you know, um, had a had a um, 
interracial relationship in that. Right. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> this is Britain in the late seventies. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All the um, all the fascists would have hated that. Mm. And um, end of society, right? It was the end of the world, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, of course, they had the granny who was a little bit. You know, she was a bit sharp-tongued and mm. liked to get up to a bit of mischief. <laughs> that was all, that's all cute. That's quite cute yeah. in British society. Yeah, it is. Wow, that's a show I haven't heard of for a long time. Metal Mickey? Metal Mickey. Go on, look it up and yeah. go, ugh, I'm sad I looked well, that up. It must be on YouTube. It was a great theme tune. Mm. And, um, yeah, maybe we should play the Suede song one day. <laughs> they had a song called Metal Mickey. Yeah. I really liked it. It was a great, mm. it was a great show. Mm. Mm. And um, Gary Shaw was in it. Right. And he was quite young, and then he went from Metal Mickey to Quadrophenia. Right. Just saying. Just saying. You know, and uh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Time's getting away from us, Colt. Let's have another track. We'll have another track, and then we'll come back and probably wrap things up, won't we? Yep. So, let's do, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Can't it be too long? Yeah, Nina Simone. Yeah, let's do that. Backlash Blues from Nina Simone. Yes, we do it live. Of course we do it live every Saturday between 3 and 4 and it's repeated after dark on a Thursday night between 9 and 10. It'll be great listening to Peter again. It will be great. On Thursday, yeah. Especially if you were going to go to the Silky Otter and see the sea off the rails. 
Number 26th. 26th of June. Listen to our show and then you'll appreciate the film even more and go to the Q&A and say, I heard you, Peter, on Expanding Horizons. Horizons, I'm a fan. In fact, if I go, I might do that. I might pretend to be someone else. So I heard you on the radio um, the other day. Yeah, yeah, talking to Stu and Cole. Yeah, talking to Stu and Cole. That was a great interview. They sound like good guys. Yeah, they said to you, (laughs) and you said. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Uh, There is some amazing documentaries out there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, great documentary. And I mean, we've played some tracks today from some of them, and I know those tracks weren't for those films. They no. were made for those films, but they were part of those films. Yeah. That's Sugar Man. Yeah. Searching oh. for the... How good is that that's, documentary? Yeah, that's good. That's really, really You know what I really liked from a couple of years ago um, was My Octopus Teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really liked I've that. actually never seen it, but it was huge. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 I really, really enjoyed it. And you were a sucker for that. Oh, I'm sentimental. <laughs> I am sentimental. That's supposed to be my octopus joke. Oh, well, fell flat. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, but I am. I am a sucker for a sentimental. Yeah. yeah happy yeah. ending. Oh, you're just an old romantic, or even a young romantic. Oh yeah, I'm kind of middle aged. And talking to middle aged, <laughs> I was just about to say that um, the Firebird are not playing tonight. Those middle aged men who should know better and do know better. But next week, I think mm. one of them, maybe Pete, is going to be fifty. All oh, right. Wow. How about that? Only 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, Pete. Yeah, we love you, love you. Yeah. And, and they'll be in soon. They will be in soon. Coming on. Yeah. The old Z- Z- Zipplin. Zipplin. Reunion tour. Reunion tour, <laughs> that's right. Coming in, re- reformation. <laughs> but Go yeah, on. so mm. there's no Firebird tonight. So if Firebird. you're sitting at home and you're thinking, mm. I'll go to the football and then I'll watch the Firebird, you, mm. you can't. Now, next week, we're going to get hard, aren't we, Cole? Get hard <laughs> next week. We're going to have do stiff records. <laughs> stiff records, that's right. I'll <laughs> that's get terrible, right? That's, that's, <laughs> but a, that's, that's, tour. Us, that's us off the air. That was the tour. Yeah. That was the Stiff Records tour, right? Mm, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was was exactly that title, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah, that's I know right. you were just doing that pun. <laughs> but yeah, Stiff Records next week. So if you want to listen to a bit of Ian Jury. Yeah. Unless uh, something else comes up in the meantime, we'll just yeah. push that back slightly. Yeah. So if you're out there and going, I ain't listening to that, I want to get on that yeah. show and stop that, Yeah, yeah. come on in. That's right. Uh, but Matariki this week, so um, yeah. Yeah, Matariki on yes, Friday. On Friday, so we'll be in on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we won't do a TV my, thing. My neck will be stiff from looking up at the stars. Yeah, it will be. Right, anyway, it's probably about time, Colin, that we got up, <laughs> down, and got outside. <laughs> and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.